0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, we're going to talk heart health and how you can take a proactive approach to your heart, things you can do today to get ahead of a heart attack. We'll talk to the folks at the HeartFit Clinic here on Vancouver Consumer. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week, real estate sales are way down across the country, but some in the business say it might be a sign that things could soon be picking up again. This past week, the Canadian Real Estate Association announced that home sales shrunk by 40% in February compared with a year ago. Sean Cathcart, the association's senior economist, said there's a lot of similarities between this year and the beginning of 2019. Back then, many sellers spent the first three months of the year on the sidelines before listing their properties in the spring, and that caused a lot of buyers to get into the market. Interest rates will also probably play a big part, and a lot of economists say the recent instability of the U.S. banking system may mean that interest rates won't be increasing again anytime soon. The Real Estate Association says the national average sale price posted an 18.9% decline last month compared with the all-time record in February of 2022. A Honda recall is affecting more than a half a million vehicles in Canada and the U.S., Honda issued the recall because of front seat belts that may not latch properly in some of its top selling models. The recall covers the 2019 and 2020 Acura RDX, the 2018 through 2020 Honda Odyssey, the 2018 and 2019 Accord, and the 2017 through 2020 CRVs. If the buckle doesn't latch, A driver or passenger may not be restrained in a crash. Honda says it has had no reports of injuries caused by the problem. For the first time in three decades, the American Kennel Club says the U.S. has a new favorite dog breed. The club announced on Wednesday that the French Bulldog has become the nation's most prevalent purebred dog as of last year. Frenchies ousted Labrador retrievers from the top spot after they held that spot for a record 31 years. Labrador retrievers were the top dog for 31 years, but not anymore. Owners describe the little uh, bulldogs, the French bulldogs, as comical, friendly, and loving companions. And with that newfound popularity, though, comes some problems. Frenchies have been targeted in thefts, and there's concern that all this demand for the dogs are create is creating more unethical breeders, just trying to make a buck at the risk of the dog's health and well-being. Besides Frenchies and labs, the Kennel Club's other top 10 breeds are golden retrievers, German Shepherds, Poodles, Bulldogs, Rottweilers, Beagles, Dachshunds, and German short-haired pointers. And talk about a local boy makes good. Uh, Vancouver-born actor Ryan Reynolds has made out really good. Uh, Reynolds is the part owner of the uh, budget cell phone provider, Mint Mobile. You may have seen the ads. And his company has just been acquired by T-Mobile as a part of a larger cash and stock deal, which is worth as much as $1.35 billion. Mint founders, David Glickman and Rizwan Kasim, will stay on at T-Mobile, and Reynolds plans to remain in his creative role for the brand, which means you'll continue to see him in the ads. And great news for music fans. The Vancouver Folk Music Festival, which was facing permanent cancellation earlier this year due to financial trouble, is back on. The festival's board of directors says an outpouring of financial and community support means the weekend event will be held at Jericho Beach from July 14th to 16th, as usual. No word on the lineup for this year's Folk Fest. They say, keep watching the website because that is a, a great event. Always great. The Vancouver Folk Festival. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. And coming up, it's all about keeping your heart healthy, getting ahead of a heart attack. Diamond Fernandez from the Heart Fit Clinic is next.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And man, what a difference an hour makes after the clocks went forward last weekend. Add in a little sunshine and it really feels like spring is here. It actually arrives officially on Monday, spring does, but with that extra hour of sunlight this past week, it's really felt like the season has changed and a lot of people are getting out more, they're walking, they're exercising more, which is great, especially for your heart health. And we are learning more and more about heart health and what causes heart disease and heart attacks. And with me now is someone at the leading edge of this. And he believes many of the things that we've come to believe about heart attacks and overall heart health are either misguided or just plain wrong. Diamond Fernandez is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, one of the world's premier cardiac rehabilitation and heart attack and stroke prevention centers. You can find them online at heartfit.ca, providing cardiovascular assessments and heart disease treatments. Diamond Fernandez is with us now. Hi, Diamond. How are you?
2: Welcome. How are How is everyone doing? I hope everyone's doing well today. So,
1: yeah, yeah. And I was just talking about how it feels like spring. I I guess. Do you find that uh the the seasons changing cause more people to come in to see you at the HeartFit Clinic? Are there some seasons that are busier than others, or is it you know twenty four seven?
2: It is all over the place. I mean, you know, when you do have these time changes, it does change with our circadian rhythm, and so it does put us more at risk of, of, of a lot of problems from a health perspective. And yes, heart attacks and strokes can all happen at that, that time. And obviously a lot of people who are listening to this may have, of course, uh, are, are not there, but where is your risk of a heart attack or stroke? And that's always where, look, heart disease and stroke is the number one cause of death of men and women. And so you may as well just eliminate that off your list to make sure you're not on this path because, um, it's a number one preventable disease. It's a number one preventable disease.
1: That's true. And, and it's worth pointing out women too, because uh, uh, I was reading about the, the Mediterranean diet and how uh, they found uh, people who have that kind of diet, a lot of vegetables, produce, uh, especially women can really reduce mm-hmm. their risk. So, so if you're a woman, uh, it's important to think about your heart, right?
2: Absolutely. is, And, you know, when you look at heart health, we've got it all wrong in our healthcare system. And I, and i and I know I'm being bold by saying this, but it's all wrong. Like when you, when you go to your family doctor and you want to know where your risk is of a heart attack, they plug you into what we call a Framingham heart score, which looks at blood pressure and diabetes and, and cholesterol and family history. And it's such an archaic way. I mean, we're in 2023 now it's such an archaic way of looking at where your risk is of a heart attack or stroke. When what we know today is a lot more. And so we're still doing the same things that I, I, like I started this career, I started myself in this career in, in 1999. We're still doing the same things then. And what we're doing when I started my career to now what we're doing in our, in the heartbeat clinic is a complete like shift because these arteries are a muscle. They're not a pipe. And people think of them as a plumbing problem. It's not that. And so when we're looking at those things, this is where our healthcare system just requires a little bit more work. Not that they don't love you. Your family doctor loves you. But if you're trying to look at where your risk is of a heart attack or stroke, it goes beyond that because there was a study that was done, 137,000 people in the study, and 83% of them had normal bad cholesterol. So it's kind of a waste of time just checking cholesterol if you've never had a heart attack or stroke.
1: Mhm. And so I guess it it's evidence as to why the HeartFit clinic can be sort of a partner with your family doctor. And it it's it Absolutely. doesn't re, it doesn't replace uh your doctor, but it adds a more nuanced approach to your heart health and uh, I should mention right off the bat if you go to heartfit.ca you can sign up for a free personalized consultation and you don't need a you don't need a referral from your doctor to go to the heartfit clinic do you?
2: No no we get a lot of self-referrals to a lot of physicians that understand the gap in the healthcare system so they refer to us but you know they're like oh why don't they just refer me to a cardiologist or why don't I just go get one of those plumbing, you know, see where the plumbing test is and see where it is. The problem is, is that when you go see a cardiologist, not again, they, they love you too, but they're looking for a problem. They're looking for advanced stages of a disease. And although they might find that the solution now is not always to stent and bypass. And that shows us from the, the decades of trials to show that. And, and I, and I had a patient in my office just uh, this week and, and it, and it still upsets me that um, I had a cardiologist said, "Well, we should send this," and I'm like, "No, you don't want to do this anymore." And uh, anyway, th- the point is, is that we're still following a, a, like we're still following a model where cardiologists are trying to act like plumbers and they're not, right? There's a time right. and place. If you're right. having a heart attack, if you're having a stroke, go to the hospital. We have awesome hospitals around to be able to help you get that that stent or bypass in an emergency situation. That's when you need it. That's when it's very important. But if you right. go to your doctor, you know, and you, yeah, like, I'm, it, there's different things that you can do. And this is where the HeartFit Clinic bridges that important gap because we can assess really well and we can treat amazing. In, ter- in terms of treating, we're, we're trying to reverse the disease process. We're not trying to, and there's a whole bunch of biochemistry of the artery wall. And these arteries expand and contract so there's a health and function. And the, like, to, to us at the clinic here, the HeartState Clinic, we don't, it doesn't matter if you have um, a 10% blockage or a 100% blockage. We're going to treat it the same. Right? We're going to treat it the same. Right. But what we're not going to do is put in like, a stent or a bypass if you are stable. There's a difference in how you treat stable artery disease versus unstable artery disease. Unstable heart disease, yeah, go to the hospital. And then, you know, when you look at the testing that this patient was recommended, and we already knew uh, what was going on with her, but they were recommended a, a nuclear stress test, a radiation stress test. It's called a, a, myocardial, a myocardial perfusion imaging. And that is a lot of radiation. And that radiation, you know, it's, it's unnecessary for the stable patient. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just about a case-by-case basis. And we talk to patients all day long trying to help them navigate the heart disease umbrella or help them navigate how you go about treating or even trying to find out if you have heart disease. And there are certain steps that you should do. There's a lot of non-invasive things that you can do. And then there's obviously some invasive things. And you don't want to go poking around in your arteries if you're stable to find out where the plumbing problem is because you can do more damage than good.
1: Right. We're talking to Diamond Fernandez. He's the founder of the HeartFit Clinic. Uh, HeartFit.ca is where you can find them online. You can sign up for a a free consultation. And Diamond is also the author of the book, Beating Heart Disease, which you can find uh, all over the place, including the HeartFit.ca website. And uh, we're talking about how the HeartFit Clinic can kind of work in tandem with your doctor, and would you say that there's in the sort of the the medical system there's too much emphasis on? I, I think you kind of were 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 talking about this at treating uh, treating the symptoms, but not enough on prevention and reversing heart disease.
2: Yeah, it's it's that because if you look at what's in the toolbox of a conventional medicine, it's it's medications and and stents and bypasses and. Um, while that's important for some people, it's not getting personalized as to why you're having a problem, right? And that's, that's a very important thing that I just said. It's, it's about getting to the root of the problem. Not everybody wants to be treated the same, right? Not everybody wants to be like, well, I mean, just, just uh, this week alone, we saw a 40, 40-something-year-old with a heart attack we saw a 50 year old that has been told they have heart disease. And we saw a 70 year old that is a, a, is a metabolic mess and everybody and and they all have heart disease, but they, everybody is different. And so if you don't understand that you can't treat everybody the same, right? And this is where it's about getting to the root cause of something that's happening in terms of just say, okay, well, Hey, let's, um, let's put in a stent or a bypass or let's give you these medications. And we're, we're around to help people be empowered, right? We're seeing an empowered patient. We're seeing the person who wants to make a difference. And it's challenging that way when you're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, doc, I'm, I'm a, I'm a different person. I want to be treated differently. And you know, when you're saying the same thing all day long, that's, that's, that's a, it's a big deal, but I'll get into the biochemistry of the artery wall and I'll, I'll go in through some, I'll bring I'll bring in about ten things here that are very important to understand, so that you can prevent a heart attack or stroke.
1: Yeah, that I think uh, people would would appreciate to hear that. Uh, Diamond Fernandez, the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, HeartFit.ca, and uh, I mean, what would you say is the biggest? Uh, I don't know if myth is the right word, but misconception about heart disease. You mentioned the thing about how cholesterol became this kind of villain in this in the scene and it not all it isn't always that way uh, with cholesterol I, Um, I think the
2: biggest myth is that yeah cholesterol and fat so what happened in the 70s they cut open an artery and they found what was inside an artery a diseased artery with atherosclerosis or plaque they found cholesterol and fat and then that's where the diet came across saying stay away from cholesterol stay away from fat and by the way, pharmaceuticals came up with something to lower cholesterol. They weren't successful in finding something to lower fat. Um, so anyway, that, that's where the cholesterol medication started to come out in the 80s and 90s. And you know, So that's, uh, that was a push. And then now we're seeing more disease than ever. So the common, if you're asking me, the biggest myth is that people think that cholesterol accumulates to this pipe and you have a last cheeseburger and fries and you end up with a heart attack. That does not happen that way. And I'll explain that here in a moment.
1: Right and uh, and I, how how important is uh, lifestyle and diet in the in the treatment that you get at the heart. It's huge.
2: Clinic? Yeah, it's absolutely huge. It's it's really big, and so you can choose to use food as medicine. I mean, a lot of people are taking supplements; it's a billion-dollar industry. And I saw this trial that they were uh, they were trying to promote a cholesterol-lowering pill. So. They found that giving cholesterol-lowering pills versus giving supplements, we didn't see any benefit. Um, Obviously, they found that giving supplements is a waste of time because cholesterol pills lowered cholesterol by, I think it was like 38%. And who cares? Because it didn't make zero change in outcomes, meaning the people that took the cholesterol-lowering pill, even though they lowered their cholesterol by 38%, didn't have less heart attacks, less strokes. It didn't make a difference. So... The point I'm trying to make is, is it's important to supplement properly and to supplement appropriately to your deficiencies, to your imbalances. Because for me to just say, Hey, everyone should take X. Then that that's, that's not personalized. Like, that's not like everyone's different. And that's where you got to find out the root as to why this is, it could be, um, you know, it could be so many different things, but this is where I feel even just hormones imbalanced, right? Like, as we age, we start to imbalance hormones if we're not living well, right? And so, you know, imbalanced hormones can lead to heart disease, and that's proven. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's going off on a different topic, but those are all important things. Like if you have too low testosterone or too low estrogen or, you know, too high progesterone, there's different things that can happen that can affect you to having, well, why do you have high blood pressure? Or, Or why do you have, you know, I can think of a patient just yesterday where, we were talking about that, and, you know, completely healthy lady. Did all our testing, came out okay, but has high blood pressure, and, but their hormones are out of balance. So, right. you know, it, it's about personalizing it rather than just saying, oh, everybody has heart disease, you need to be on a statin or a cholesterol pill. That's not, that's not personalized medicine. That's generalized medicine. You are yeah. an individual. You should be treated that way. And, unfortunately, our guidelines don't allow us to do that. Where at the HeartFit Clinic, we get to personalize you.
1: Right. And that's why you want to go in and get that free personalized con- consultation. You can sign up for it at heartfit.ca. They are on Douglas Road in Burnaby, and uh, you can give them a call as well, 604-330-4348. We're talking to Diamond Fernandez, the founder of the HeartFit Clinic and the author of the book, Beating Heart Disease. And we, when we come back, uh, Diamond has 10 things you need to know about preventing and reversing heart disease. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this.
0: This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.
1: Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And on Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, we're talking about your heart with the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, Diamond Fernandez. He's uh, written the book, Uh, beating heart disease, which you can find on their website at heartfit.ca. They're on Douglas Road in Burnaby, and you can go to heartfit.ca and uh, sign up for a free personalized consultation. You don't need a referral from your doctor. And the HeartFit Clinic really uh, works in tandem with your doctor and uh, and people who who maybe have heart disease in their family or maybe they've already had a heart attack or they're concerned or they just want to you know be proactive Uh, the heart fit clinic is the place to go and the and diamond the one question I get all the time is you know what what's the first thing I should do to have a healthier heart and and the heart fit clinic really focuses on prevention and even reversing heart disease and uh, you've got uh, a list of things that we all need to know when it comes to our heart.
2: Yeah I'm I'm not going to put it in any order so we'll go from uh, I'll go from one to ten and I'll I'll talk about it but I think the first thing that I'll bring up is high blood pressure. Um, High blood pressure the inside of the artery is all skin And that's something that can damage the lining of the artery wall. And so, you know, if you have high blood pressure, yes, medications are important, but I think it's important. If you have high blood pressure, you should be checking your artery health. And by checking your artery health, I don't mean by looking at it from a plumbing issue. We're trying to look for earlier stages of heart disease. And this is important to understand because um, it's about understanding what is damaging. So if I take my thumb and finger together, and I, and I make the AOK sign, that's what the inside of the artery looks like. It's all skin. So we're trying to look at what's damaging that lining of the skin. So that, that will be number one. Um, I think number two, I'm going to jump to uh, cholesterol. And, and, and I just said, well, cholesterol doesn't accumulate to this pipe and have a last cheeseburger and fries and end up with a heart attack. It doesn't happen that way. So when there is inflammation that's happening or something that's damaging the lining of the skin, then... You can have these small particles, not the large ones. This is why 83% of people that have heart attacks and strokes have normal cholesterol profile, is that they truly do not know what their cholesterol profile is, meaning the particle sizes. And this is something that we do at the HeartFit Clinic. So you want to know what cholesterol particles are vulnerable for slivering into the lining of the artery wall, because it's the small ones. And I say sliver because everyone's had a sliver on your hand before, right? You know, you look at my hand and... Imagine a sliver. It's not the big slivers that go through. It's the smaller ones, right? And so the smaller ones sliver into the lining of the artery wall, and then it it builds up inside the lining of the artery wall like a pimple on your face, right? And you could be told everything's normal, but if that pimple pops, there's your heart attack. There's your stroke. And the pimple doesn't even have to be that big. It could be just 10% blocked or, you know, one out of five lanes closed on a five-lane highway system. It doesn't have to be very big. And then it pops. There's your heart attack or stroke. So that's it.
1: Yeah. And and, because you've said this a million times, but it's really interesting because I've I always picture it in my head as a as a as a pipe and it gets clogged up with fat. And that and that's not what it is. It's not a pipe that's clogged up with fat. It's actual inflammation and irritated, basically, skin almost. Right.
2: Yeah. it's Irritated skin. Think about the skin that you uh, think about a pimple on your face. That's exactly how heart disease happens inside the lining of the artery wall right? Pimple pops on your, on your, on your face, no big deal. But if it pops inside the lining of an artery wall, there's your heart attack. There's your stroke.
1: Wow. Right. Yeah, so, so that's so. the, the, the other one. First it was blood pressure to look for and, uh, and then inflammation.
2: Yeah. The next thing I'm going to talk about is, um, is, is blood sugar and I'm going to put blood sugar because most people think of diabetes this way. But if you have high circulating blood sugar, those are, that's something that can damage the lining of the artery wall. And everyone thinks, well, hey, well, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm not overweight or people know if they're overweight, of course, obviously overweight's a big risk factor. And we can add that one in if we want to, but I'm going to talk about blood sugar, because if you have high circulating blood sugar and you have a little bit of abdominal fat, that's not a good thing, right? That means that you're not able to process sugar as well. And that's, where it can lead to damaging the lining of the artery wall, right? And so that's another thing that I want to bring up is is that if you have high circulating blood glucose or blood sugar, doesn't mean you're diabetic, doesn't mean you have to be diabetic. You can also be what we call pre-diabetic. But people think of, oh, well, I'm not diabetic. My doctor told me I'm not diabetic, so I don't need to worry about it. No, I'm talking about you need to worry about it beforehand. And because the concern is, is that And and we're trying to lower these numbers every time, every time where, you know, I remember where it used to be you're only diabetic when you're over seven, and now it's six. Now, it's you know, everyone, we're lowering and lowering these numbers, and we should. But the concern is if you become diabetic, it's one of the most challenging things on your artery wall, and that's where it's important then to, of course, then look at your artery wall. That's super important that way, too. Right, uh, yeah,
1: and and, and I guess that's one of the things that you test for pretty early on when somebody comes in for a consultation I to the HeartFit Clinic. Yeah. I can tell you if you're
2: pre-diabetic even before it shows up on blood work. So I can tell you those things. Right, right. those are the things that we can do at the clinic here too. So,
1: right, we're talking to Diamond so, Fernandez from the HeartFit Clinic, and he's giving us the the ten the 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 ten things to watch for when it comes to preventing and reversing heart disease. I'll, I'll let you continue.
2: Yeah. So I, I think I've got four in there, or if I'm not mistaken, maybe three even. But three, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, three. So I, I, I'm going to take the next one and I'm going to talk about it as sleep disturbances or sleep disorders. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that sleep is important. That's where all the good things take place. That's where it gives your body to recover, to, to relax. And if you have sleep disturbances, Um, Or if you have sleep disorders, this is where it can be damaging to the lining of the artery wall. So, I mean, most people wait until, oh, wait, I I, I don't have a, or I don't need a CPAP machine or I don't need something that we, if you are there, it's very important to start to look at your artery walls because now you know that if you're having sleep disturbances or if you're having a sleep disorder, it is so important to look at your artery health because this is something that can be damaging to the lining of the artery wall right? This is something that can be damaging to the lining of the skin. Sleep is very important. And I, and I can, each of these topics I can go on for an hour and talk about it, but I, I won't do that for timing for today's show, but, uh, it's important to understand sleep disturbances and sleep disorders. Right. The next thing I'm going to talk about are, um, is chronic kidney disease. And if you have kidney disease, this is where it can also affect the lining of the artery walls because your kidneys are responsible for filtering. And if you're not filtering properly, and again, there are, there are stages for kidney disease. It can be pre or post, whatever, like uh, uh, not post, but there, there are kidney diseases um, on there. So where we're actually trying to uh, be able to look at what's happening on that side of things. And so kidney disease is, is something that, is important to be able to look at. So for those patients that have, or people that are walking out with chronic kidney disease, it's important to look at your artery health because it's probably not too far behind. And we want to make sure you don't have a heart attack or that stroke. Right. So I, I think that rounds up five. So I'll have five more left there to talk about. Right. And, um, the other one I'm going to talk about is, is mental health disorders. Right. right. And, uh, I don't even like that word mental, so I'm going to call it emotional health disorders because, um, anyway, right. it, it, your brain health, how you, how you go, like, I mean, this is a big conversation. Everyone talks about it. Like, are, are you anxious? Are you, um, you know, do you have depression? These are things that can affect our artery wall, right? These are things that can affect our heart. And so if you're affecting your heart that way, this is some of the stuff that we look at to see what's going on in terms of cardiovascular disease risk. So, um, so yeah, the, this is very important to look at as well. So mental health is, is a big word out there. I don't like that word. I would like to change it to emotional health because um, it, it has a negative connotation when you say mental health, in my opinion. Yeah. So it, it should be brain health or emotional health. How is your well-being? Like, how do you show up? Everyone has stress. I mean, stress is one of those things that can damage the lining of the artery wall. We know that. Is it leading to anxiety? Is it leading to depression? Repetitive stress on the artery wall, no good. It's stuff that can damage that lining of skin. And when you damage that lining of skin, that's when those particle sizes can sliver in, right? We talk about the golf balls and tennis balls. The lining of the artery wall is protected by a tennis net. And if those golf balls sliver in, that's your heart attack or stroke starting to happen there. So, yeah, emotional health. Disorders are very, very important on that side of things, too.
1: Okay. I think so I got uh, a
2: few more. So, uh, the other thing I'm going to talk about is genetic disorders. And so, genetic disorders are very, very important to understand because um, it's, it's, you know, we're always worried about okay, it, uh, am I going to go down the same path as my parents? I mean, if you read my, my bio, I got into this field. Um, where my father had his first heart attack at 38 years old. And at 42, he ended up with bypass surgery. And that's important, you know, that I focus on that, make sure I don't go down that same path. But think of it like light switches. Like I've done all our testing here, and I'm not at risk of a heart attack or stroke because I make sure I don't turn on the light switch. What I mean by that, you smoke, I smoke. You can smoke until you're 90 years old and never have a heart attack. But if I smoke, I turn on my genetic light switch and I have a heart attack at 40 years old, right? Or let's go with something else a little bit less because we know smoking is not good for you. But let's go with caffeine or, or, or coffee. You know, you have caffeine, I have caffeine. We're going to have two different reactions. And you might turn on that light switch where it can cause high blood pressure and, and cause uh, artery damage. So there's a lot of things where it's important to understand that your genetic... Your genetics don't always show you what you're going to be. Obviously, we're made up with genetics, but think of them as light switches. And if you turn on that light switch based on what you do, that's where it can lead to a heart attack or stroke.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, in the last two minutes we have, let's uh, finish that list.
2: Okay. So I, I think I have three more, if I'm not mistaken, but I'll, I'll, I'll follow. I'll go through them quickly. Um, autoimmune diseases. Uh, if you have inflammatory conditions, infections such as COVID, there's a lot of things like that that, are, uh, that people might have where if you have that disorder, those are things that can damage the lining of the artery wall. So that's important to look at as well. So autoimmunes, if, you, if those people that have those conditions, inflammatory conditions like skin conditions, remember inside the lining of the artery wall is all skin. <laughs> so if you have skin problems on the outside, you got to worry about on the inside. And then uh, also your gut your gut is uh, I think number nine, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, when you look at your gut health, it tells us what's going on. 90% of diseases start in your digestive tract. And so your gut microbiome can tell you a lot of things. So your bio uh, genome is very important to understand with your gut health, right? And if you're not digesting well, then you're not, you're not absorbing good things that you're supposed to be getting from foods that you're supposed to be eating. Like we talked about uh, different types of ways of eating, that's something that's very important. So I believe that's uh, um, almost all of them now. I'll I'll finish off with the last one. And that's really understanding. And I want to go back into this side of things is that there are are those three things. And that's about understanding that these particles are inside the artery wall is very complicated and there's a biochemistry of the artery wall. And so the infection inside the lining of the artery wall is very, very important to understand. So I want to actually put infections on its own because when you look at infections, uh, that's something that can be uh, putting you at risk of a heart attack or stroke, influenza, COVID, um, you know, injuries from different types of things. If your artery undergoes an infection, that's where the process of atherosclerosis happens, and that's where it builds up inside the lining of the artery wall, and that's where we want to be able to reverse the disease process, which I didn't get much into today, but that's what we do at the Hartford Clinic. We help people prevent and reverse heart disease.
1: And that's why you want to go to heartfit.ca, sign up for a free personalized consultation. And Diamond Fernandez, the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, uh, always interesting. Thanks so much.
2: My pleasure. Have yourself a wonderful day.
1: Great. And coming up, if you're a dog lover, you've probably seen a lot of new dog breeds lately, a lot of doodles. But have you seen a Pomsky? How about a Pitsky? Or a BoJack. I've got that story when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless
0: otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies
1: of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. We're seeing a lot of new dog breeds at the dog parks these days. Labradoodles and Golden Doodles. They're kind of old hat now. Those are labs mixed with a poodle and golden retrievers mixed with a poodle. But have you heard of a pit ski? That's a pit ball mixed with a husky. How about a Pomsky? That's a Pomeranian mixed with a Husky. That one is ridiculously cute, the Pomsky. In fact, dog breeds ending with Ski are becoming really popular. More and more dog types are being paired up with Huskies. The Doodles are going strong these days, and more and more dogs are being mixed with Poodles. Some of the most popular ones these days are Bernadoodles, Those are poodles and Bernese mountain dogs, the big gentle giants. Uh, how about a corgi corg poo or corgi poo? I guess you would say, uh, speaking of corgis, that's the type of dog that uh, Queen Elizabeth always had. There's now a corgi door. That's a corgi matched with a Labrador retriever or a Bojack. That's a Boston Terrier and a Jack Russell. Um, they're even doubling down on the doodles as in the double doodle. That's a golden doodle bred with a labradoodle. Um, You've probably seen a puggle. That's a mix between a beagle and a pug. But a popular breed these days that looks a bit like a puggle is the Frenchie pug. That's a pug mixed with a French bulldog. And the French bulldog is a pretty popular breed these days. Uh, The American Kennel Club announced this past Wednesday that the French bulldog was the most prevalent purebred dog last year in the United States. Frenchies ousted Labrador retrievers from the top spot, which is amazing because the lab retriever has been the top dog for the past 31 years. Uh, There are problems that come with the designation because these uh, Frenchies are so popular. uh, People are stealing them. There's also concern. That the demand for the dog is leading to a dishonest and unethical breeders just trying to make a buck at the expense of the health and well-being of the dogs. And of course, I always recommend the mutt you can contact the BCSPCA for that. Just go to sbca.bc.ca and you can uh, see some photos of some real beauties. There's cats and other animals as well. It's actually a good time to rescue a pet. During COVID, it seemed like everybody decided to get a new dog or cat, and Eileen Drever from the BCSPCA says that led to a lot of what she calls backyard or amateur breeders getting in on the action to make a profit. Now that COVID is fading and we're all going out more, the demand for these pets has waned and more and more of these breeders are surrendering unwanted puppies and kittens to the SPCA. And there are currently no laws stopping a person from breeding cats and dogs in B.C. And despite talk from the B.C. government since 2017, there are still no concrete regulations in place. There are laws dealing with cruelty to animals up to two years in jail and a seventy five thousand dollar fine. But Drever says in her 40 year plus career, uh, the most she's ever seen is a four month sentence. So if you're looking for a new friend, It's always a good idea to go to the SPCA website, but be careful when you go online to spca.bc.ca. It's very important that you know the risks, the main risk being that you may fall in love. I'm Martin Strong coming up on Vancouver Consumer. It's the consumer news headlines from the past week, including a story on why the so-called Mediterranean diet can help you live longer. That story and more when Vancouver's Consumer continues.
0: The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.